Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned, where we know the answers are on the inside. And we believe in allowing you to go deep to your soul, to find your truths, your desires, and your gifts, and I should say, to reconnect with them. And therefore, you can live the life that's waiting for you, that amazing life that calls you at the wee hours of the night, your finest life. I'm Gina Meyer Vincent, your host, and today I'm excited to have back with me because we had so much fun last time. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, listen to it next. Meet Malvina Messler, the quantum success coach, speaker, author, and Paris retreat host extraordinaire. As a co-founder of a national franchise brand and a former vice president, of two technology companies, Malvina empowers women to unleash their inner CEO energy and design lives on their terms. She has done just that by embracing a global lifestyle, dividing her time between Colorado, which she was last time, and today California, close to me, and Paris, where she hosts her signature women's retreat. Welcome back, Malvina. I'm so excited to have our time together again today. Thank you for having me, Gina. I love talking to you. We have so much in common, but I'm really excited to uh, dive into all the juicy topics we have. (laughs) Yes. And so last time we spoke, we covered so many things, but then we realized there was more to talk about. And so today, I don't believe we went too deep into this last time. So I wanna go into it today a little bit deeper and then add some other fun things in that really enhance um, this topic. And so I know I have felt misunderstood since I was very young. I never quite fit in. I grew up in New York, which is a, a melting pot like nobody's business. My dad's an immigrant from Germany, my mom's first generation American uh, Italian. And um, even though it was a melting pot, I always saw the world very differently than the people around me. And at times it made me feel like I was alone. And then luckily I grew up and started embracing this. I'd say in high school, I started sewing, I made my own clothing so that I didn't look like anybody. Um, And then I was paid by friends to make their clothing. So it was quite, quite a bit of fun. But today I'd love to talk about how feeling misunderstood or being misunderstood, right? Because sometimes it's just we feel that way. Maybe we're not. Um, Can have us feeling like we're alone, And sometimes being alone can feel lonely. Sometimes we're alone and it feels fabulous, right? So there's, it's more like feeling lonely. So misunderstood and lonely. So um, if you can, Malvina, I know this is a big ask, but share with us, have there ever been times in your life where you felt either or both at the same time? You know, I think I would be very unique to say if uh, that I didn't, uh, because, you know, anytime I talk to anyone, we seem to all have moments in life. And sometimes mm-hmm. they're not just moments, they're chapters. <laughs> right. Uh, 
So um, not to recap what we talked about in the last episode, but uh, just to refresh uh, your listeners, is that I come from Poland originally, and I uh, spent half of my life in the United States. And so you can imagine that to make a decision to immigrate to America uh, must have been related to something. And for me, it was partially uh, related to the fact that I felt misunderstood in Poland. Mm. Why was I feeling that? Well, um, back then I grew up in times of communism, so the mindset was so different. And I was very fortunate because my mom um, was a very entrepreneurial woman, very much ahead of her times. And no surprise, she ended up becoming a life coach, and now she's an executive coach. And so she was (laughs) really installing a lot more um, open-minded ideas uh, when she was raising me. And she and I, I am so grateful for it, but as you can imagine, none <laughs> relate, and so I felt mm. really lonely with that. She gave right. me the biggest gift, expanding my mind, thinking bigger, dreaming bigger, and there I was with colleagues who couldn't relate with the reality mm. that didn't match that, and so naturally, so I right. was an environment that would allow me to fit in and to be understood and that was part of my journey to actually um, move to the United States yeah and I love that and I mean I think sometimes living here we take for granted all the freedoms we have and and that entrepreneurial spirit you know that a lot of people um we take for granted where as in other countries, especially back when it was communistic, right? Very different. And I think last time we may have even used the word, I don't know if I wrote dismal down or gray or like, you know, bland, unlike the way you appear today, right? You know, lively, colorful, bright, beautiful. Um, So that, that is wonderful. Yes. And, I think being able to feel understood, we can do it in so many different ways. I I like to say through self-expression. And so today I'd love to go deep into the art of creating beauty in our lives. And for me, that goes to so many facets of our lives. We can just start here and then we'll move through um, each of them. And I'll ask you how you do it in your in your life and so forth. But for me, um, if you haven't already listened, there's an entire season, season two will create uh, for the art of creating beauty. And it goes through different steps and how you can add more beauty into your life so that you can express yourself. And uh, I know, Melvina, I shared with you that I've had a desire for beauty in my life ever since I was very young. And um, I think my mother, who uh, often listens in on the show, but I think she may have thought it was for the fascination of things that were expensive. And for me, it wasn't really about the money. It was more about uh, like the the beauty, like in um, art, in an exquisite building, you know, whether it be a hotel. And yes, usually that was a more expensive hotel, right, than than a motel. And, um, you know, but also in nature. 
And so I want to ask you when or how did you first, well, first I'm going to assume, which probably I shouldn't, but, um, you know, I, I think when I met you, which was a, uh, a lovely brief meeting, and it may have been in the ladies' room at a networking <laughs> event, but a quick pass by at the sink washing our hands. Um, but I looked at you and I thought you may share this same desire for beauty. Was I right? 100%. And I think that's why we gravitated towards each other, even in the bathroom. We just saw each other and I admired your look. You had fabulous style from hair to accessories to your outfit. It just really was, um, was speaking to me, you know, this is a woman who knows who she is and she celebrates her own style, own beauty. And comfortable pushes and she's self-expressed and so um, that's what I stand for in life as well and and no wonder we had a conversation um, <laughs> for me it uh, it all started pretty early and you know you mentioned your mom gosh our moms really play a big big role in our lives don't they uh, yes. you know my mom actually uh, was a big uh, art lover she, mm. she grew very poor in a little village and she truly, um, there was no no art, no galleries, but she really wow. developed that affinity for, for appreciating fine art. And uh, to the point that she um, uh, opened two art galleries. And, wow. uh, and, we, and I had a chance to work in those. Um, and uh, I was, I think, gosh, 13 years old, 14 years old. I already... Mm -hmm learning English and it was in an international hotel in Poland where most patrons of the art were actually oftentimes American tourists oh. and so I got to spruce up my put my English and learn business you know transactions yeah. and appreciate art and, and our house yes. was filled with artwork literally there was not enough walls for all the paintings yes and I love that <laughs> It was a paradise. My friends were always you know, <laughs> admiring all the beauty in my in our yeah. house. Uh, so that's how we started. But you know, I, I I appreciated it, and I um it became my norm, and, yes. and seeked it out. And also growing up in Europe, mind you, architecture, the beauty yes. of architecture itself, even going to church. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm more spiritual now than um, than religious, but back then, growing in Poland, you know, ninety point ninety five percent of, of uh, Polish people were were Catholic, including me. And the churches in Poland, oh my goodness, they yeah. are the works of art. So just sitting in that environment every Sunday for an hour, yeah. surrounded by beauty, it just became um, my my certain. Uh, I would say beauty thermostat was set. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that beauty thermostat. Um, it's, it's so true. And, you know, as you're describing those churches, right. I've not been to Poland, but Italy, France, Spain, uh, Germany, uh, can't remember a couple others that are not coming to my mind fast enough, but um those churches in Europe are, you know, if you, st not only are they amazingly 
beautiful works of art, the architecture, but to think how many decades ago, you know, that they were built sometimes, you know, centuries ago or a century ago, and that, you know, they didn't have, uh, what do they call it now? You know, computer aided drawing CADs and, and, you know, all these things, you know, it's just, it is. And I, I was already feeling that feeling of, you know, so how would you describe from an energy standpoint, living in a home that had more artwork than walls? I mean, I, I, I'm just getting goosebumps. <laughs> It, it was, it truly what it, and we know both um, appreciate the energy and, and work with the energy. And so as energetic beings, there is a certain frequency and vibration to us. And so the same applies to everything that surrounds us. And in a home where there is so much beauty, uh, everything mm -hmm. that we had, uh, the amount of effort that it went into this masterful piece and the mm -hmm. amount of uh, mastery and, and skills and and also inspiration and imagination. Yes. Art requires imagination. It was just the, the the our life was filled with it. And I and you know today um looking uh then I back then I might have taken it for granted, but today I have a term for it. Um and for me I, I call it uh, life in high vibration because yes. when mm -hmm. you're surrounded by by things that are beautiful and they may not necessarily always be uh beautiful by the traditional standards. Right. You know, to take my story a little farther, by the time I was in college, I actually chose to study philosophy. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was the beginning of my, my journey that led me to becoming a spiritual practitioner uh, down the road. But in studying philosophy, there are different types of philosophy. I could have uh, focused on logic, on ontology. And, and what I focused on was aesthetics. Mm -hmm. so of beauty and that yes. really appealed to me and so I studied the history of art and mm -hmm. what it really meant what the word beauty meant throughout the years and mm -hmm. you know ancient time beauty meant it is uh, symmetrical it is harmonious and mm -hmm. you could call something beautiful whether it was a person or a painting if it was uh, very much balanced but yes. also over time, we found artists who totally uh, flipped that paradigm yes. and, and shook us to our core. And, you know, we have artists like Marcel Duchamp that put a toilet seat in an art gallery and called it beauty. So I love that we're having this conversation because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. And I find that, you know, just from the fabrics that I that I wear, from the patterns yeah. that are on my clothes, from the way I carry my hair and earrings. Mm -hmm. Those little details put me in higher vibrational state. And looking yes. at your background and the beautiful art <laughs> your home and your office. And mm -hmm. and you mentioned even things you purchased, the cars you drive or yeah. um the, the the furniture we choose in our home right. can truly create an environment that uh, I believe uh, aids our creative process. Yes, and 
the moment we can tap into creativity, we tap into the quantum field of opportunities because right. we are the creators of our life. And so if our um, environment is as, and I think Drury was the word we might have been looking for in terms of describing the, the yes. community. Yes. It yes. was the Drury environment and it was not an environment that promoted and, and, um, and really right. cultivated us problem solving, innovating, creating. And mm -hmm. therefore, like Einstein says, you can't solve the problem with the same level of thinking that created it. So we can <laughs> raise our vibration. And when we, right. when our environment is inspiring, suddenly mm -hmm. we get to raise our head and we can see solutions to our problems. We can um, think more creatively. So it's not just an appealing and pleasant life, but there is actually a power in um, problem solving and the way we navigate life. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I, a couple things that you just said uh, sparked uh, things to talk about. Well, many things to talk about, but let's start with um, that vibration. I mean, I think the saying in English is beauty is superficial. And I, don't believe that for one second. For me, beauty is super fuel. It is really that exchange between uh, the object and its admirer. And like you were saying, that house, that church, um, those things spark our creativity. And I am forever this house have been pretty good. These walls, this is the second color I've changed them to. And most of the others, I kept the same color. But normally, it's about now, every two and a half, three years, that I start changing the decor of the rooms, you know, because I like change and I like being creative and I like being inspired by new art, whatever surroundings. It could be even like you were talking about the print on your clothing, I, I have learned the hard way that when I'm filming with this painting behind me, I can't really wear too many prints, but <laughs> but I love yours. At any rate, um, you know, the, that's a piece of art right there. So it could be, like you said, um, a print on our clothing, the right wearing the right colors. I do color analysis for my clients, and it's always amazing how they um, see themselves. I had someone recently tell me, oh, but... You know, olive green has always been a good color for me. Look, it, so I said, hey, let me pull out my olive green fabric and let's put the right colors beside and go back and forth. And all of a sudden she could see not only did it change the um, the brightness in her face, it pulled it dull, dreary, and it made her teeth darken. It was really, you know, that quickly. So we can change that vibration that you were talking about so, so quickly. The other thing that I loved was how we used to see beauty as very symmetrical, totally balanced. And then there was this shift. I did an entire episode called um, Flowers, Fibonacci, and My Face. And the idea is that, you know, Flowers are not symmetrical. I was in an art class and the teacher said, you know, look at beauty in nature. Nature is not perfect. And I perked up like, no, but nature is perfect. You know, I didn't say it out loud, but in my heart of hearts, that's how I felt. And so I really start to have, 
what is this person teaching us? This is wrong. And then finally, she put some slides back then in the day when we didn't have whiteboards, but she put some slides up and showed, you know, like you were speaking about, it's not symmetrical. And it made me think about my girlfriend who took a photo of each of us and then she was going to run it through her Facetune app to make everybody look younger. And as a mother of two, I didn't want her to do that to me. She's like, oh, look, you know, we'll do this, we'll do that. And I was like, yeah, but the problem is, I said to her, the problem is if I step outside and you, you post that, I go on my merry way and I bump into somebody 30 minutes from now, they're going to look at the phone and go, she looks awful. Like, you know, here she looks great. Why does she look awful in person? So I like to ask people to appear imperfectly perfect, you know, and and not be so worried about being symmetrical, being the right size. But like you're saying, I like to think of our jewelry, our hair, our makeup, if we wear makeup, clothing, obviously, as, you know, decorations. And I think we're so lucky, you know, to live at a time where we get to pick clothing that expresses how you feel today versus tomorrow, you know? Oh, I love everything you said, and especially that golden nugget, beauty is a super fuel. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to keep that with me. Um, and, you know, you mentioned the the self-expression part. You know, I can recall the time, even as I moved to America, where anything is possible, where I can be whoever I want, and I can truly be myself, because that's what America stands for. And yet what happened on my journey is as I um, got into the business world, I found myself selling a piece of myself little by little because yeah. of the first question you asked me is where I didn't feel like I fit in. I actually felt I was too, um, too self-expressed in terms of my fashion. <laughs> European and I looked at everyone else who who had more seniority, more experience, and because I was climbing the ladder of the um, business world, I thought, "Oh my gosh, I better I better look like them." So I started putting on the black suits, you know, pantsuits, yeah. and just like the generic clothes, just so I could get the respect, so people would take mm -hmm. me seriously. Otherwise, everyone was just focused on my fashion. And I thought, gosh, no, focus here on my intellect. Right. I purposely started really, uh, you know, trading my personality and personal choices for what uh, would make me fit in. And I definitely regretted it later on. And now I was ask you, right? It doesn't, it, the, the problem, it, Yes, we can do that. And many people do. And I apologize for jumping in, but you got me excited because this is something that very much is um, things I work on with women and men. And I do believe we live in a one size fits all world, one size fits all paradigm where we're asked to, you know, if you want to be in this field, dress like this. You know, it's it's not said it's not handed to you on a sheet of paper or emailed or voiced to you. But there is this energy, this, um, um, give me a minute, it's not coming to me, mass consciousness that is kind of like playing on us, which I think is what you are uh, alluding to, that energy of like, 
oh, now she's, uh, I'm gonna use the word fashionista. I don't know what they were thinking, but here she comes, movie star quality. And you're like, hey, but I got the brains too. I just like to adorn myself and express myself. So you know that I'm a fun, art loving, creative person, but I am brilliant, you know? And you were saying it's like we had to tone down or at least I feel like you're saying you had to tone down that shining brilliantly and kind of compromise to what the quote unquote norm was for your field. And it happens in marriages. It happens in careers. It happens in, um, in schooling, you know, it, it happens in for teenagers, you know, it, I mean, schooling as college career, so forth, uh, your industry. And it's, so I want to ask you, um, I know you said it didn't work out, but how did it feel when you were trying to wear that black suit? Did you feel like you were going to a funeral or like, you know, like it definitely felt more like the energy was draining out of me. It wasn't uplifting. And, and you, you mentioned, you know, something in, in terms of like, I felt like I was dimming my light for sure. But at that time, I didn't have the consciousness. I didn't have the understanding. So I thought that was the only thing that was the right way to do it. It wasn't about mm -hmm. me. And, and I just felt uh, disempowered in the process. And so, uh, and I felt lost. So there I was in Poland, misunderstood. Suddenly I'm in America, misunderstood. And the funniest thing was, because of course I have an accent, so... Anytime I would be in America, everyone uh, would try would, would recognize that I uh, that I had an accent. I was speaking with an accent, Eastern European accent. And then I would go home after being here for several years <laughs> to Poland, and everyone was saying, "Wow, you have an accent!" <laughs> so I so suddenly I was in a limbo. There was no other place, no right. longer in. Even speaking Polish, I, I no longer was just speaking Polish in a Polish accent. I was speaking with American accent. And of course, I was speaking English with Polish accent. And it is it remains the same today. I haven't yes. changed. You, know, you can hear my accent. And I learned to embrace it. And, you know, I, yes. I will say that I, have a, I, I had a friend who had a very similar upbringing to me in a very cultural and intellectual family in Poland. She ended up in, in New York City and mm -hmm. uh, a beautiful, you know, melting pot. You are from New York. You spent some time there, so you know very well. Mm -hmm. And somehow um, in her experience of life, her, her accent, she felt like it was not serving her well. And she almost oh. was embarrassed by it and tried to hide it. And and for me, my accent was like the badge of honor. I was very proud and I am proud today. And I use it as my networking, uh, you know, accessory. And I'm a speaker mm -hmm. and you are too. So I find it very helpful. And I really learned to turn it into the strength for me, into yes. something that actually helps me in life, differentiates me. Mm -hmm. And I think. That took many years for me to be able to see, wow, those things right. that I was to, to, to really fit in and maybe just dim my light. These are the things that make me unique. And these are the exactly. things that will make me successful in business that will make mm -hmm. me 
fulfilled in life because I will be fully self-expressed mm -hmm. and in my unique truth. And that will also become my contribution because there's already so many people who wear suits. We don't need more. <laughs> We need people like you and I who can have right. <laughs> a different perspective. There's another way to go about it. No, it's so true. So a couple, three things have popped up in my mind. So let's see if I can get all three. Mm -hmm. So first, when you were speaking about your accent and here, they're telling you here in America, we say you have an accent. Where are you from? And then it, there they're saying, oh, gosh, now you have an accent. Right. That also happens um, when I was in college. I had a beautiful friend named Margot and she was here hearing impaired. And so she said it was difficult for her because she lived in two worlds, the hearing impaired, where some of her friends did not read lips and did not speak, but she did. She read lips and she could speak and she spoke very beautifully. It was only when I was really tired that I may not have, I may have missed a word or two that she was saying just because I was not on my game. You know what I'm saying? And so I found for her, it was very difficult. She felt alone because of that. She said, my, my hearing impaired friends from school, you know, she was at college with me, which is a hearing school. And she was lucky enough to have a trans, um, someone to do sign for her. But she said, my friends from kindergarten through high school, you know, are a little like, who does she think she is? going to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology in Manhattan, you know, and studying like everyone else. And then and here she was with us, which, and we traveled to Mexico together with another friend. And, you know, she was traveling around, you know, reading lips as best she could. And so it happens to us. And so interesting about your friend in, in New York, I mean, everybody has their own experience, right? Based on where they came from and how they see things. Um, but yeah, I, I always, because my dad still has an accent, it's as if you can imagine German, Southern German with New York, and now he's in North Carolina. So I'll never forget, I was visiting him in North Carolina at, as they were starting the process of moving. My mom was still in New York. And uh, I was down there looking around to see if I wanted to move. And some of his employees didn't understand what he was saying. So I had to like whisper in, you know, a couple of words. And, you know, um, and I, I, here I am in California and I lived in North Carolina with my New York accent. I just came from a meeting this morning and the woman said, oh, yeah, no, I knew immediately you're from New York by the way you speak. But, you know, it's it's we do have to embrace those things. Or I, I, you know, and I commend you for embracing it because it makes you who you are and exquisitely you. Um, so let me think. There were two more things that you had mentioned. Um, oh, the, the the black suits, right? How many black suits there are? I'll share a little quick story, but. With my hair and my lipstick, I had uh, a colorful outfit on, unlike today. And uh, I was one of the chaperones for my kids when they were in school, <laughs> elementary school at the zoo. 
and um, somebody said, oh, wow, look at you dressed up the way you are, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, like you, I like to express myself. This is who I am. I love clothing, jewelry, makeup, everything, you know, everything Gina, everything Malvina. And so um, she kind of said it with tongue in cheek, like a little like you know, who do you think you are? And I just thought, I just want to make her laugh. So I said, look, these kids are short. And so, you know, if they can't find me, all they have to do is look up and they'll find my hair sticking up or look down and they'll find my colorful sundress, you know, like, <laughs> because it's like, you know, I think it's sad. Sometimes other people, I don't want to say they take offense. That's not it. They don't share in our joy of expressing ourselves. Have you ever run into that? Quite a lot. I would hear those words, very similar words. You know, wow, you're, where are you going? Or what are you dressed yeah. for? What's the occasion? And I think in psychology, there is a term for it, like microaggressions, actually. Oh, micro, yes. <laughs> People don't don't know that that's where the effect it has, but it does. And and there was a time where I really didn't feel in my power, and I would give in to that, and I would second guess myself. Mm. Uh, that yeah. time is long gone. Um, and truly, the key to that was I got so fed up having to explain myself why yes. I don't wear uh, just yoga pants when I go out to a shopping mall because mm -hmm. I feel like life is a special occasion. So everyone yes. wear a dress with a special occasion. And I believe that life is a special occasion. Mm -hmm. And we truly dress for ourselves and not for others. Then, right. you know, why not look beautiful whether like, we many of us work from home these days and we could yes. just be in our sweats and that would probably <laughs> be just fine and yet i still choose to dress in things that bring me joy that inspire yes. that i feel good in even though no one might see me here and so um it there was a time where i decided you know what mm -hmm. i'm buying into this anymore and that shift happened the more I really healed myself from mm -hmm. within, the more yeah. I loved myself the more yes. I accepted myself the mm -hmm. more I truly truly accepted myself because for as long as we cultivate self-doubt in ourselves right. and don't have the full acceptance we're gonna be very easily swayed by those nayers and players uh, yes. and we're gonna buy into their agenda but the <laughs> yes. fully accepting of ourselves and we really mm -hmm. love ourselves then we can have compassion so i developed compassion mm -hmm. for the people and and empathy because yes so many of those people for example have not been to europe and they don't even have right. a point of reference right or uh they might have not had an opportunity to shop in in stores which by the way might not be that much uh, or more expensive at all than your traditional mainstream clothing lines and yet may offer something unique and so started really understanding and i i kind of started approaching you it with this pre-forgiveness <laughs> mm -hmm. like what i just understand 
that you don't understand, you don't have a point of reference. So I stopped making them wrong. And I mm -hmm. stopped, the main uh, thing was I stopped expecting for them to change. And right. I just accepted yes. them as they were with what they're going to say, what they're not going to say. Mm -hmm. I smiled and I still gave myself permission to be me. And yeah. I had to do it over and over and over and over. And now when someone, you know, I, as you know, I'm a Paris retreat host, so mm -hmm. I often wear a scarf like Parisians do because that's what I'm used to as well. And on so many occasions, I will get someone to say it in my face or text me, wow, you look like a flight attendant. And it's so funny because, uh, and you've been to Paris, when you mm -hmm. are actually France or Italy for that um, yeah. point, women, Italian women, French women, they wear scarves all the time. Right. And that's part of the fashion. There is a little wind, there is this, there yes. is wet. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, and you're out. So I think that, yeah, most people don't realize they're walking. We're here, we get into a car. We have the luxury of everyone has a car or two or three. And, you know, so yes, I always pack my scarves when I'm traveling abroad because there is a, you said, a little wind. There were sometimes it was a lot of wind, especially for those of us who don't have hair on the back of the neck, you know, touching the back of, or the front of the neck. So, um, yes. But so you, it's you're, not just, you're still right. Yeah. So it's not just the flight attendant look. It's truly <laughs> something that is literally um, um, an everyday thing for uh, for most women you don't even have to be a woman of a certain um you know uh, financial in a financial bracket to be able to afford those things pretty much most women in france and italy have the scarves and shawls and so i understand that people who make those comments might have not been to those countries might have not experienced right. this and I stopped, uh, you know, getting really triggered by it um, mm. because uh, I know that this is who I am now. And I allow myself, I give myself permission to show up being me and being comfortable with it no matter what the world sees. And the truth is that I'm sure, if I was to guess, um, you probably... Uh, more successful the moment you started really embracing who you are because you mm -hmm. just mentioned even your services in terms of um, color uh, and uh, mm -hmm. and fashion styling uh, for other women so you yeah. turn your own self-expression into a gift that now you get to share with the world so imagine if every one of us gave our gave uh, themselves permission to do just that Mm -hmm. how more opportunities would that open up? Yeah, and I think that was so uh, three more things that you just said. Uh, that's our number today, three. So um, I totally agree with you about Europe and fashion. Um, my grandmother, grandfather, two uncles and aunt in Germany owned hair salons. And so as a little girl growing up here in America with a German dad whose parents and siblings owned hair salons, it was very important that our hair had a style, you know, we were not allowed to just let it grow and grow and grow. And so it was always we had haircuts and money was always, you know, allocated to haircuts and good shoes. And, 
and so forth because our feet were important. You know, of course, as I grew up, I wanted more stylish shoes that weren't always like in the in the uh, what's the right word fit in the realm of what my parents thought were healthy for the feet. But, you know, live and learn. But anyway, um, I had someone recently say to me, she's European, like, oh, yeah, I could tell you have European roots because you, you dress even to go to the gym. And I was like, like you, you hit on it. You said life is a special occasion and we dress for ourselves. And so I, I had to write that down. So I make sure I repeat, as you said, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, my husband was saying, are you going to wear fly lashes every day? I said, yes, because if I die today, at least I like look good, right? You know, like this is, and because we almost lost him 15 years ago, it'll be 15 years ago on November 19th um, to kidney and liver failure. Yes, life is a special occasion. We are so blessed to wake up every morning to choose from our closet. And I'm not saying your closet has to be, you know, half the size of your home, but just that you get to pick special pieces that make you feel like you're going to a special event. Even if that's coming from upstairs, downstairs to my home office, you know, to meet my clients or to meet you today to film. Um, I, I agree with you on all, all of those. And then to touch on the, the permission, I believe when you were talking about you giving yourself permission to go back to expressing your, your passion for fashion and jewelry and, and all things beautiful, magnificent, um, I believe that any time any one individual, whether it be a child, uh, an adult female, adult male, it doesn't matter who we are or where we are in our life. When we give ourselves permission, the bigger thing is we give others permission. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm sure it's happened to you. I've had people come over and they're like, look, I'm, I'm wearing my Gina dress. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's see, twirl, you know? And it's like, it doesn't have to be your Gina dress. It should be whatever your, if your name is Susie, then it's your Susie dress, you know? But it's, um, and I'm sure you've had the same thing I've had clients go and cut their hair after working with me, you know, and initially they would say, I could never cut my hair. And I'm like, why, you know, tell me what's going to happen. You know, <laughs> like I always say, you can wear a scarf when you get cold. Believe me, I wear sometimes too, you know, especially if I'm in New York, but, um, you know, I think as we express ourselves, we give permission for others to do the same. And I think that is a gift that just keeps giving and giving and giving. Um, so I wanna say, Malvina, thank you for getting out of the black suit and expressing, coming back to your truths and your desire for beauty and your gifts for decorating your home and adorning your body. Because I know what that does, you know, as you walk through the grocery store, like you said, the mall, it inspires others to go, hey, you know what? I have a cute dress too. I could be wearing or whatever that is. I have a beautiful necklace. You know, I hate when I hear people tell me they have this gorgeous engagement ring or wedding band that is in the safe. You know, it's like, 
Are you still married to him? Yes. Okay. Well, don't you think he would like to see you wearing it? Don't you think he's kind of scratching his head going, does she not want to be married to me? Does she not want to know people to know they're married? You know, but I think when we keep those beautiful things in our closet or the safe, we're doing a disservice to ourselves as you were talking about that vibration. And even to the artists that created them, right? Artists, I, I believe, um, you know, there is so much joy in creating that art piece, but there's even more joy in that being observed and appreciated mm. by others. So, uh, so yes. And, and I love what you said earlier um, about, you know, us giving ourselves permission. And you mentioned uh, the women, women that get inspired by your outfits or your hairstyles. It brings me to the story of one woman who uh, came with me to Paris, attended my Paris retreat. And the whole retreat is actually centered around the journey of self-discovery and self-love and self-expression mm -hmm. part of it. And I remember when she signed up, she said, you know, just FYI, I'm not the girly girl. I wear jeans <laughs> and t-shirts. And so I you know. Said, you just wait, my friend, right? <laughs> right? But, you know, I actually, a lot of people think, and why did she say right. that? Because when they look at me, they think that I am going to turn everyone looking like me. And no. the truth was that I stand for authentic self-expression. So I had right. a woman who was um who's considering coming and she's got tattoos everywhere and she's rock and roll and uh you know part of my retreat is a glam photo shoot and i was i'm excited to see if she's gonna come what she's gonna wear because it may not be a traditional gown it may be some really edgy outfit which would be really cool but that woman um it was so beautiful because um she and then you know we know that the journey be begins before you even go there right she started packing and we had you know pre-retreat uh preparation and calls and like it, because fashion is also practical so why do right. what, what's helpful in paris what kind of bags do you wear what kind of shoes trench coats like that's not just a fashion statement trench coats is actually very practical in a windy <laughs> City. So all those things. And then when she arrived in Paris and I welcomed her, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this the same woman that said t-shirts and jeans? Every day she had beautiful outfits and she didn't, it wasn't like the outfits were wearing her. She right. was wearing the outfits and they were her own. Like you could tell mm -hmm. that colors really served her well. So I believe that we all have it in us to mm -hmm. really connect with our soul essence and our yeah. self-expression. But the truth is that especially in America, I will say, because I lived in many places, <laughs> um, you know, it can be very homogenic here in terms of fashion. Yeah. So I believe that we all could use a guide like, like you, like yeah. a stylist yeah. who can help us because it's if we're not if we are not doing that that doesn't mean that we're incapable it means that Correct. we haven't shown the path and no one modeled it for us you know uh, we grew up in families with uh, amazing hair uh, hair stylist and my mm -hmm. mom a, a, a art patron and so many other people didn't have that model to Correct. them if you don't feel like you you don't know where to start there's always a path forward if you choose to. And there's nothing wrong with, with not, with, with, right. uh, 
white t-shirt and jeans. And at the same time, if you want to have some fun and see how it feels, yes, change your environment, beautify it, and invite more beauty into your workspace, into your mm-hmm. fa- fashion choices, um, then it could be a great adventure. Yes. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's where my head was going. And, you know, I like to tell people play, just mm-hmm. play as if you were a little girl again. Uh, many of us have gone through mom's jewelry box, whether it be costume jewelry or real jewelry, right? Whatever we were allowed to touch at a given day. And then shoes and handbags. I mean, my daughter did it, you know, playing through. Oh, look at the sunglasses. You know, they were 12 times too big for her face, but adorable, right? And can I try on lipstick? Can I wear a little blush? Things like that. And there are people out there to help, like like yourself and, and, and I. And I think that it's not about getting it right. It's about experimenting. I'm not asking people to wear red lipstick because then I'm going to have to change my uh, signature red lipstick, right? So we we never are asking people to be mini versions of ourselves. It's about them expressing, like you said, their authentic self. I like to say their exquisite self, but it's their their truth and um, what they desire. And that could be on a a given day or a given event. What are they um, looking to achieve? So you mentioned, and I wanted to go there. So let's do it now. Um, The art of creating beauty in our living spaces, whether that be home, our offices, so forth. So how do you bring uh, beauty into your homes, Malvina? You know, one of the first things is I always have fresh cut flowers. Um, I'm actually looking at the beautiful pink roses right ahead there. Mm-hmm. Also show you a little thing, um, which is oops, simple. But look at this flower. Oh, yes. Right? It's got the pink and green. Yeah. And, and yeah. we've seen those types of flowers, but hardly ever were pink. So yeah. That comes back to us playing and experimenting. Um, You know, you can go to art shows, even if you don't have a big budget, but there are actually farmer's market even where artists come doing beautiful things for the home. So you can make it even like a fun adventure on a weekend, just see what inspires you. And, um, you know, even starting with paint colors, you mentioned you, yeah. you paint your <laughs> and that is truly energetically. It, we, um, we, uh, it's been told that every seven years, we are a different person in a sense of all the cells regenerate and we have new yes. cells. And so just like when we get a fresh haircut, we just feel like a brand new person. Absolutely. It applies to when, if you might not have a big budget to change the furniture in your home and the total decor, how about just the paint color? Like that mm-hmm. is a great first step. And yes. um, and so there are so many, so many inexpensive and other uh, tidbits that you can do. Um, but uh, but but I feel like, you know, from the youngest age, 
my room as a teenager, my room was my kingdom. Yes. And I will tell you, I, every few months, every season, and <laughs> a teenager, there's many phases you go through. Right. <laughs> phase I went through I had a different decor I would just and my friend would be like carte blanche whatever you want and so sometimes it was full-on Spanish mode when I was dancing flamenco taking flamenco classes red and orange and I was loving Pedro Almodovar movies and it was vibrant colors and everything was was all that it was very much vibrant Spain and other times it was gray and silver and and other times it was more woodsy and yeah. so why not play with it and just just have some fun because in those moments of play and creativity mm-hmm. um both those are actually our portals to the quantum field again, where we can activate our highest potential and um, and really experience life differently. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you on all those levels. And as I walk into my office every morning, I am smelling the Asiatic lilies that are um, blooming beautifully. Um, I love fresh cut flowers in and somebody was recently here for Purpose Possibilities and Prosecco. And they're like, your home is perfect for fresh cut flowers. And I thought to myself, every home is. Even when I lived in a basement apartment in New York illegally, <laughs> you know, and commuted, uh, uh, worked in Manhattan, you know, um, that little I want to say gloomy. It was fabulous because I made it fabulous, but it was an illegal one, you know, big giant studio uh, that I had by myself with one of my pets. And I always had fresh cut flowers in there because I needed, I needed that, um, that energy mm-hmm. and that something beautiful to wake up to in the morning to eat dinner with, to, you know, go to bed at night. Of course, that place was so tiny. I only needed one arrangement, but, you know, it made all the difference in the world. So do you mind if I add something to it? No, yeah, please. I love that. But you said that it just, even one bouquet of flowers changed everything. And there is a few things visually, the beauty, but also the scent. So it's yes, correct. There are some flowers. I used to live in Hawaii, and when I buy them, I feel like I'm in Hawaii. I get that, yes, right. So, Mm -hmm. suddenly, what it does is my entire nervous system comes down because when I lived there, I was in bliss. So, Mm -hmm. when I I smell it subliminally, our brain. Um, goes to relax mode, right? Yes. Maybe you've been getting certain flowers from your uh, partner and then you are in the vibration of love. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I will say to those ladies who might be single, like I am right now, <laughs> there was a time where I would just expect flowers to be, uh, you know, gifted to me by my partner mm-hmm. or husband at the time. And I wasn't buying flowers for myself. And then I had an epiphany <laughs> because I started practicing giving myself uh, what I wanted to be given from others, from my partners. Yes. And as I cultivated that self-love, that was one of the acts of self-love. And once I started that practice, now I give myself flowers and I usually have two or three bouquets yes. and then in time in different parts of the house. And I don't wait for anyone to give them to no. me. 
it is what I do for myself. And I know it's the same. (laughs) Yes. And I love that. I mean, we're going to be married 24 years uh, in a couple weeks, two, three weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, Mark has bought me flowers, but the problem is, you know, I, I think men just assume when they walk in that all the flowers are fabulous. The truth is you really have to kind of, I don't want to say rummage through, but you really have to look through and find the ones that are going to be blooming at the right time or the ones that are not looking like they're on their way out. You know, they're looking sad. So I always say to him, honey, don't worry about it. I'll go by my own, you know, because I know what colors I want this week or whatever. So, but I am a firm believer in that, in that little apartment I was talking about, I bought those flowers for myself. I was dating somebody fabulous He bought me flowers on occasion, but I am a firm believer in we definitely have to, men and women, make sure we give ourselves the things we desire. And it it makes relationships so much easier when we are not having an expectation from someone else. Um, That could be a whole nother episode, so I'll leave it at that. But that, that was a... Actually, it's funny that I should say that now because that was something I was thinking about this morning with a a client uh, I'm waiting to hear back on, but um, a conversation we haven't finished. But those expectations, when we put them out there, they can leave us disappointed. So why not take care of it ourselves, right? It's it's fun. So with that, I'm going to bring up the flower cards. But before we do um, these flowers... I'd love to ask uh, you, Malvina, is there something you'd like to share with us today, an offer or something you have coming up? Uh, Well, one of the biggest uh, things coming up is my Paris retreat for high achieving women that's coming up in May of 2024 and the registration Mm -hmm. is open. So for both of you ladies who want to experience the magic of Paris and the high vibration lifestyle and the beauty and elegance, Mm -hmm. um, that would be my invitation to you while also cultivating that self-love and Mm self-acceptance in the city of love. Perfect. 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 Um, and Paris is, is wonderful. That's a great time of year. And I know Malvina, you're going to spoil them, uh, unbelievably. And, um, I, I love that. So let's pick a card and, uh, from opening to possibilities, their journal prompts, contemplation and conversation starters. They come with five hours of music that I curated, um, each different types of music, five different genres. I just have to forgive me, Malvina, because I didn't do a good shuffle before we started. I usually do that. So I'm just going to do a good shuffle now. And then, you know, the the um, the routine because you've done this before. You're going to just tell me stop when and uh, when to stop and we'll go from there. OK, I'm going to start. Oh, my yep. gosh. Celebrations. This is a perfect one for what, because <laughs> we were just talking about life is a special occasion and it's, it's so is. Um, so it's amazing that this is the card you picked. Celebrations mark meaningful moments. What occasions do you celebrate? I think you answered one of those, but <laughs> what do you do? What do you do 
how does doing this enrich your life? And you can pick anything or continue on life as a celebration. I'm going to let you decide. Yes. Well, I celebrate every moment of our life because we never know if there will be another one we're given. Um, and I also want to emphasize I do celebrate my birthday and I, I meet too many people in life that, that are shy about it and they say, oh, I don't really celebrate. You know what? The, uh, how we love ourselves is how yes. we want others to love us. So mm -hmm. I celebrate, I say celebrate your month, birthday month. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not just a birthday. It's not a week. It's a birthday month. Yes. And it's not a selfish act. It is truly because celebration, what is celebration? Absolutely. It's by myself. I invite others to partake in it. And there is something beautiful. There's a gift in celebrating. Yes. Our brain is known to do is it releases those happiness hormones and mm -hmm. celebrating, even if we don't have something to celebrate, but let's say it's your birthday, Gina, and right. you invite me, let's, let's celebrate my birthday. Yes. Me tapping into the happiness and joy of your celebration creates those happiness hormones in my brain and chemicals are released. And so it helps me with my wellness and my brain uh, faculty. So it's actually not a selfish act. Share no. in uh, and celebrate with others. And you are therefore going to be raising vibration in that moment. And I love that. You know, it's funny. I do, I do have a friend who celebrates her birthday every other year. Mm. And, and I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, don't worry this year. I'm not selling. Like I am with you. I think it's fun to celebrate our birthdays. I love the idea of the birthday month. Unfortunately, my month is only 28 days. I'm born in February, <laughs> but maybe leap year. Right? But, um, but you know, Having had almost lost my husband when our daughter was two and our son was in kindergarten, it really puts into perspective. And uh, today I'm, or now I'm 54, right? So years later, I was just at a meeting this morning and a woman there was older than 54. I don't know her age, but she said by the time she was 54, she was a widow twice. Two of her husbands passed. And so we never, you know, we sometimes take for granted, oh, we can celebrate our birthday or their birthday anytime, but that's not always the case. Young or old, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Malvina, celebrating birthdays is just a beautiful thing. And I love celebrating other people's birthdays too. I, I, you know, that the whole thing about the psychology behind it and the, the endorphins we release and so forth. It's so true. And it gives purpose, I think, to why we're alive and what we're here. So um, it's no wonder that that card was selected today. Um, and you're so delightful to have here. And I know your treat's going to be, your retreat will be amazing as always. But um, I want to also extend Purpose Possibilities and Prosecco. So um, it's been a wonderful journey for those who have joined us. It's two hours and it's transformation like no other, a combination of face reading and transformation and guidance to allow you to remove those blocks that are getting in your way and 
see all the possibilities that are abundantly awaiting for you. So with this wonderful uh, conversation, Malvina, I wanna say thank you for joining me. Thank you for shining your light as always and for um, sharing this journey of something that I'm so passionate about, about being understood, being able to express ourselves. We only have seven seconds usually to do that before somebody has a, a decision made about us. And it's usually difficult to change that. And um, your journey and your desire for the same as I to be surrounded by beauty. So I appreciate you doing that with me today. Thank you for having me and to more delightful and connected conversation. And may you live in high vibration. Thank you. And to all of you, just to remind you here at Exquisitely Aligned, we believe when you express your truest self outwardly, like we were discussing today, not just in your home, but in your hair, your makeup, your jewelry, your clothing, in the way you speak, in your conversations, in how you plate your food, in who you invite to your dinner table and into your home, you become exactly what you see missing in the world today. The world is missing you. Till next time, be exquisite.